0: Welcome to the Project Black podcast, co-hosted by Dara, Fatima, Ryan, and Bree, for Black public health professionals, friends, and colleagues.
1: Tune in as we come together to discuss how we can bridge love, access, community care, and knowledge. We are Project Black.
0: Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Project Black. We are Black again. This is our last episode of 2020, and we are super excited to- Woo-woo be here with all of y'all um to reflect on the past the present and what we're looking forward to in the future so let's just jump right into it how are we feeling about 2020 coming to an end how much time we got (laughs) got... i'm ready bye 2020 hi 2021 okay I saw a post that was like if y'all thought 2020 was bad wait until she started drinking at 21 and I was like
2: (laughs) oh lord that's so good I love the internet sometimes so creative the
1: other one I saw was like how do y'all feel about the fact that 2021 is literally saying that 2021 like they won the battle Uh,
2: that's clever like, there's a
1: lot of puns that are going on. Like, but ain't none of them in our favor. That's the problem.
2: <laughs> yeah. Let's hope for a better year, honestly. Truly. Mm-hmm. This question, though, how, how are we feeling about 2020 coming to an end? Uh, I feel, I don't know. I, I, I do feel hopeful. I will say that. Because in my opinion, what's life without hope? <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> if you're not looking forward to, to something or at least... Believing in possibilities, um, it's kind of hard sometimes, you know, to to feel good, right? So, hoping for better policies, better better people leading our country, um, more honesty, not just in the political sphere but also in our like personal lives. Knowing that so many people were hit by COVID and social unrest, and obviously the fight does not end. Um, but hoping that we see more narratives of joy, right? And it does, it's not to say that other narratives don't matter and it's not important to bring up issues that are impacting the livelihood of people every day and a lighter year, right? Lighter heart. So I don't know, I feel like 2020, I was in a privileged position in many respects. So it was like, on a personal level, I am doing okay, and I did okay through 2020. There was ups and downs emotionally. Grateful to still have a job, yo. Grateful that we could still do this, even though we're in different places. So yeah, those are just my top of mind thoughts.
0: Yeah, I definitely echo a lot of what you said, Fatima. Uh, For me, definitely privileged, but frustrated. And I'm like, is this how all non-melanated folks feel? Like, (laughs) (laughs) wow, damn, (laughs) a little shade on this sunny day um but no to (laughs) to, to be fair no it's just like truly like I have a job um I've been able to work from home like I've been able to have like very minimal exposure um not too much has changed even though a lot has changed in that respect so even though there's definitely been personal challenges it's like I'm good, my immediate family's good, my friends are good. (laughs) So, you know, I feel like there's not too much to complain about, just things to improve upon.
3: Yeah, I think for me, I'm just hoping that 2021 will be better, but I don't wanna put too much pressure on the year. Um, I'm just hoping that a lot of people can just, you know, make it through the humps and bumps of this year. And like, you know, I, I just hope that a lot of people are able to gain back employment. And like Fatima was saying, I'm glad I'm hoping for better policies, better leaders, and more support for people who are impacted by COVID. And like everyone was saying, like I, I definitely do feel blessed to have been able to like work from home and that my family and friends are doing okay. Um, I yeah, it just seems to be like a year where just like everything that you could think of possibly happened happened and like. I know, like, a lot of my friends and family members went through it, but I'm grateful that they're still here and still okay, and I'm just hoping that 2021 should just give us some peace.
1: That's real. Like, I, I'm trying to, I'm thinking about the answer. I think y'all all have touched on a lot of stuff that I'm feeling, and it's hard to process, right, because for a lot of us, it's been a good year in some aspects and in a terrible year in others, and I saw, I think, a meme that was, like, all right, y'all, I know there's power in the tongue and we want to manifest stuff, but. We ain't saying nothing about 2021. We're going to go in. It's like when you go to the grocery store and your mama say, don't touch nothing. Like, go in, slide in, don't touch nothing. Just sit there, be quiet, let it do its thing. That's how I'm feeling. I'm just like, I'm not really going in with many expectations for 2021 because hope is important, but I'm not trying to get my feelings hurt again because my feelings was hurt this year a couple times. So I'm just going to slide in the year and do my best every day, like wake up still doing what I can do. And just leave it at that because i do trust god and i do trust that the favor is upon us and that you know when you're at the bottom there ain't nowhere else to go but up amen like, i believe right you know you when you hit rock bottom that means like you at the bottom and that it's, it's time for um a setback to be a setup for a comeback so i think for my family in particular this last quarter of the year has been really strenuous especially on my father's family I'm still praying for my grandmother to get over COVID. She's still in the hospital and my dad is still paralyzed from his stroke. So still appreciate all favors in that regard. And so that family is experiencing lots of setbacks, but we're still trusting in God. January 1st, my father will be going to a hospital for rehab, finally, to get care that he deserves. And so um, literally, we're setting ourselves up for some good things to happen the first day of the year, so I'm looking forward to that. And this is the year I made my dreams come true, you know, with medical school, like getting to the point where I can be finally studying um, to be a physician in a time like this has been very humbling and so I'm grateful I know like Fatima like you all have said like we are grateful to be in a position of privilege not afforded to so many I'm grateful that no one has passed away from COVID, but I do have close friends who lost their parents who just went through Christmas for the first time um, without their parents and so like these these times this year, Um, We're closing a chapter that's been really rough for a lot of people, and so I am happy to say goodbye to 2020, and I am looking forward to waking up on January 1st, but not with this, like, understanding that January 1st, everything's going to be better, Um, just that, you know, with January 1st, we are going to continue to do what we've always done, which is to keep pushing and to keep staying prayerful.
2: So that's oh, how I feel. Uh, Mike, first of all, when Dara said Amen, that was a strong amen. I had to look up to be like, Wait, where did that come from? <laughs> and breathe.
3: Uh, my mouth was too close to the mic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it was great. It, it was great. You felt the word and breathe. Wow. Wow. I just mm-hmm. came a collect. Started. Right. I'm gonna collect yeah, myself, yeah, it <laughs> came myself, up, myself. Maybe this from this
1: crown <laughs> vanilla and drink I'm sipping on, but it definitely I felt it too. It came from a couple of places. Amen. Okay, I left y'all speechless. All right, so (laughs) we're going to move on to the next topic, which is today we're going to do a little bit of reflection for this um, last episode of the year. Not only are we reflecting on 2020, we're also, you know, thinking about next year and then thinking about this podcast. And so I will throw out the first question. Um, We already talked about this a little bit, but what was something that, you know, was hard or a challenge for each of you um, this year? Anything that moments of growth um, or challenges that you use as a moment of growth that you could use to inspire some of those
0: out there who are listening? Something that was a challenge for me. I think I was forced to heal in a lot of ways um, that I wasn't expecting for 2020. Um, that particularly came for me when I had to have like last-minute emergency surgery in June, which was in the middle of a pandemic, which was really interesting. But yeah, obviously like that included like physical healing, but also like a lot of emotional, um, you know, the roller coaster of you know having to like accept that news what that means what that might mean what it means for the future grateful that I had a lot of supportive people around me but when I think of I think 2020 for me in general I don't think in years anymore like you know 365 days but when I really reflect um 2018 to 2020 was like an intense season of of healing and just in this last year um it was really physical healing for me and some emotional healing um that was just really challenged me and really pushed me to depths I didn't necessarily wanted to go but maybe needed to go so I can move forward uh in continuing to become the best version of myself and so that's definitely something that's personal but professional to be completely honest like being engaged and being motivated and kind of not feeling like I'm being challenged in that respect and I think a lot of it has to do because I um, work in a student facing office and not being able to see my students um, that was a real challenge and definitely became lonely at times because I'm used to those relationships so those are some challenges for me
2: I just want to hold I mean we're holding space as we share but want to hold space to say that you share that I know folks have been like it's a lot of y'all on the podcast who's talking and I want people to know that that was Ryan that just shared that, that yes
0: was, Ryan yeah. with two n's double n double fun
2: Ryan Montero
0: No. <laughs> <Yo. laughs>
2: wow mm. i'm just i just yeah my heart is is beating for you not for you but you know what i mean
0: what about you fatima since you're always talking all that smack
2: <laughs> wow we're gonna have to edit that one out i don't I'm <laughs> think you're bullying me now do we <laughs> i'm over here reading notes like as you're reflecting i was like i remember writing notes somewhere about just challenges um Yeah, in the same breath that I said or that all of us said we were in privileged positions in terms of just having a roof over our head, a job, and really our necessities, um, yeah, there was a lot happening. I mean, on a personal level, family, ooh, family stuff. (laughs) You always talk about how you love your family, and I, I love them dearly because all of who I am, regardless or in honor of the experiences that I've gone through, whether I like them or not contribute to who I am, but it, it, this year has really forced me to learn how to say what I need, what I want, how to say yes, how to say no, how to not make a decision in the moment. Um, and it's been a challenge because I think sometimes when you have that privilege or you are one of the few people in your family that has that privilege, you, you haven't been taught or, you know, you haven't really practiced your power. And so there's a lot of heaviness that can come with it when you, people are expecting a different answer and you give them the answer that you need to give them. And so that's been challenging. In, in, you know, just when the feelings come up of stress or whatever other emotions come up, instead of trying to rush out of those emotions, witnessing them crying and sharing how I feel with my parents which is so it's it's not funny but looking not looking back because I feel like I'm still in 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 that field as I feel less heavy but it's it's something that I'm still processing and I think like when I think about it, it makes me laugh because as someone who facilitates I try to give people tools and resources to help them figure out how do they talk how do they process And I, you know, in the the moments where I've been like stuck and can't say anything, I'm like, this is harder than it seems, right? I can't tell people or make people feel like it's so easy because it is very hard sometimes to be afraid or to say the wrong thing or, you know, it's hard sometimes to express yourself or not find the right words. And even though what I'm talking about is a little bit different from the work that I do, it's similar in terms of just being human and and expressing those emotions so that's been a challenge personally Um, and then professionally we know that you know when March hit COVID affected many of us but my job I didn't know if I was going to have a job (laughs) full time like clients were like oh COVID we can't we ain't got no money to do trainings anymore I know diversity equity inclusion work is important but catch me next year and then June happened. Unfortunately, we lost a few folks, but mainly George Floyd's death really was a catalyst in reawakening that, you know, that idea of oh, we don't have money now. We do, right? Now there's a budget to do this work. Now there's there's a way to talk about these workshops, and we don't want to do a diversity, equity, and inclusion workshop. We want to do an anti-racist one, right? So overnight, it felt like we went from Basic unconscious bias to decolonizing the spaces that we're in, um, and that that kind of work is hard because you don't you don't feel good sometimes doing it because it feels like people are doing it out of convenience, right? The fact that people get to pick and choose when they think it's the right time to fight for the lives of others is hard. So in the moments that I was grateful that I had a job, and in the moments that I was grateful that people are ha- we're having these conversations and are still having these conversations. It was a challenge for me to emotionally prepare myself every day for those trainings and to sit there and to talk about these things that I wish we would have talked about a long time ago. But as as we know we can't control things, right? Um we can't control when people are ready to to change or at least try something new. So I think, you know, reflecting on biggest challenge personally and professionally, that's what what I share with with the group. Thank you for sharing that, Fatima. You're welcome.
1: I've been thinking, I mean, every time both of y'all talked, I think a couple of things came to mind because yeah, lots of different challenges that I could name. Um, but I was trying to think about two ones, two that might be kind of it's hard to think about life before, you know, COVID, because there was a life before COVID in terms of January through March. That was like a different age for me it feels like a completely different world and the way I was thinking about the world and the way I was thinking about like my trajectory for this year and then of course with COVID and like I was working from home but was still very blessed to be able to do so and I like similarly faced challenges um, with like adapting to that but um, all the while recognizing that I was of course going to be going to medical school and so the time that i've been in texas since june um it feels like a completely different year than the time i spent with you all at the beginning of the year so i'm trying to think back to like different things i can bring out parse out that happened in the first half of the year there might be some good lessons but i can't so we're gonna focus on the second half of the year (laughs) <laughs> Which is, of course, medical school. And I know this is not for necessarily our audience. Um, y'all might not necessarily care about the perils of medical school, but I'm gonna share this for that one person on my Instagram, Brien DDB, um, <laughs> just in case I share this there for medical school because I think it was like it was definitely a challenge in the sense that you know I'm 29 when I start. Most of my classmates, most of the average age of medical students the first year are 24 to 25. So like. I feel like they got some more brain cells than I have, like, you know, at this age, like they have different things they can do with their body that I can't, like I get sleepy at 9 p.m. Like, I don't want to wake up (laughs) early. I'm tired. So having to adjust to like this kind of rigorous schedule where I am competing with, not necessarily competing against my classmates because we're all a team and we all work together, but I am competing um, against myself and the habits that I've set in the last couple of years. It was really strenuous on the body. Like I feel like my body let me down a couple of times where it was just like, I can't do no more and you got to rest. But also I'm grateful for those cues that You know, you can't pull all nighters like you used to when you were 22 like you can't um, stay up and not eat well like you can't just go to Taco Bell and it'll be okay like that's not sustainable it's not nourishment so. Like some of the habits I found myself forming when I first started medical school and I was trying to adjust like I had to quickly realize that wasn't going to be sustainable for me or my health, and so um, I learned. Um, how to adjust really quickly but also I'm um, I the challenge like there's a 2 lesson in this it was a challenge because you know when I first applied to applying to medical school people kept telling me um, your MCAT score isn't good enough your GPA isn't good enough you're not gonna get in I literally was told by people not to apply and I was like y'all ain't gonna tell me what I ain't gonna do just watch okay Just watch and ended up getting a couple interviews, a couple of acceptances, and here we are. And so, like a part of like what I want to share is just that, you know, when people tell you no, like it really is up to you to say yes because even though it was hard and I had to adjust and figure out how to get these extra brain cells, like I dug deep and I passed all my classes successfully at the end of the year, and I did so. And with against students who had a lot greater scores coming in on their um board their like the mcat and then also with their gpas and competing against myself most importantly to say that even if i didn't do well in physics or organic chemistry like i can still learn this material and i can be successful because it's something i'm putting my mind to so that was a challenge just like kind of coming out your own head when you think I'm not supposed to be here. I got here by luck. Imposter syndrome is real. And then saying, nah, that those are that's the spirit of fear that God didn't put in me, and I'm not going to listen to it." So, I yeah, thank thankful that um, I was able to push past all of that and then to do well even despite some of these other challenges that I mentioned with my family at the latter end of the year has been something I'm really proud of and so yeah I'm giving myself all kind of kudos and pats on the back because I know how challenging it was just to one um, be put in this position that I'm grateful for and to rise to the occasion and then the other Um, thing I was thinking of is just similarly a challenge that's been interesting is that since I have been home the last six months, it has been trying to adjust back to being around family and friends where before I was 2,000 miles away, I didn't necessarily need to have to always consider others and their schedules. But being home, it's hard to say no to your family one in the middle of COVID when they wanna see you, but also when they want you to celebrate this birthday and you're like, but I have a test, I can't. And they don't necessarily understand it or they need you to do something, but you can't. So like, how do you um, get into a position where you can be there for your family, but also be there for yourself was something I had to learn um, in practice these last couple of months. So I could keep talking, but I'm gonna pass the mic on to Dara.
3: Yeah, thank you for sharing, Brie. Yeah, I love that, and I I also appreciate you too because I'm like, damn, I feel like I'm getting a message from everybody today. I'm like, hmm, it's having me reflect a lot about this year. Um, But I think for me, I think one of the main challenges was feeling like guilty about not being home with family because a lot of, a few family members were experiencing like health issues and it was hard because like I couldn't really fly back home because this was at the height of coronavirus where they didn't even know like, they weren't really like sure about like how it spread or anything. So I, or well they knew, but it just wasn't clear about anything. So I think, I, I think I've think experienced like a lot of guilt and feeling bad about that. And then I started feeling bad like, dang, why did I move all the way to Boston from Colorado so far away from my family? Like, who do I think I am? So I think I, uh, for the first you know month and a half, I kind of felt that way. But then I think, you know, really investing in my mental health was really impactful for me this year. Um, so, and also, I could do it because you know I'm working from home, so it's not like I had to take you know time off to go to therapy or whatever. So I really, I, I really appreciated that it allowed me to really like do that and really help me think about you know where does this negative type of thinking come from, and also learning to like speak my mind more because that's something that I've had issues with and that I'm still working on. So so that was a blessing in disguise. Um, and then I think another challenge was, you know, the transitioning to working from home, getting used to that. And then also even making the decision to leave my job and apply to other jobs was a challenge. Um, I was looking for a job where I could, you know, have more ex- responsibility and leadership experience. And there was a little bit of guilt in like leaving But then, like, you know, after, like, talking it through, I was like, okay, well, I have to do, you know, at the end of the day, I have to do what's best for my own, like, well-being and also professional um, trajectory. And at first, I kind of didn't really have a direction in applying. I would see, like, retail manager at... Taco Bell and apply. I'm like, wait, hold on. That's not even in my field. Like, just because it's available doesn't mean that it's for me. And like, I had some opportunities that I had to like step away from that weren't, that didn't really feel like aligned with my purpose. And I'm like, okay, well, just because it's a good salary or like it's somewhat in my field doesn't mean that it's from God. It doesn't mean that this is where I'm meant to be. So I really had to like be, take my time and be more intentional and i definitely learned the importance of waiting like i waited a long time before i could eventually like transition into the job that i had now but i definitely believe that the wait was worth it and i see that now and that like that if i had entered into a different position that wasn't like aligned with my like career goals or like my passion i would have been in the same position where i would be like okay well like every day i'm just like mm-hmm bearing it to until you know I make a year or two mark like so I'm glad that I waited and I think those are the main challenges that come to mind right now
2: that's powerful Dar. amen I'm glad and I'm excited for your I mean you might share that in your next prompt in the next prompt but your new your new job and all the possibilities and all the things that you deserve um so thanks for sharing that All right, so I think now it's a good time for us to just quickly share maybe just one thing that we we want to lift up something great that happened to us this year. And maybe what one of our hopes are in terms of change for next year as it relates to public health issues. Okay,
3: I'll go first. Um, One positive thing that happened. Um, this year was being able to transition to a new job. And then another thing I would say is that I think that it really strengthened um, my relationship with my boyfriend. We definitely got to spend a lot more time together than we normally did. So that really helped us to get closer. And one thing I hope for the new year is that I'll be able to
0: travel. Listen, I hear you on that one. <laughs> okay, girl strip 2K21. Anybody? <laughs> well, hopefully
1: um <laughs> join me on this vaccination train and we could talk about it
0: oh yeah that's definitely gonna be an episode uh it's something that went well uh for me this year I think with every challenge presents an opportunity um for me I really became in tune with my body and my emotions Uh, something I've struggled with is like maintaining and establishing boundaries. And I really exercise that. Um, And it can be a little uncomfortable at times, but I feel like, I don't know, especially around my birthday, something snapped. (laughs) And uh, now I'm just, I feel like I'm honoring myself in in a way that I haven't always done before. So that's definitely something that's been going well for me. Um, And as far as change in the next year, I'm honestly I can't even think about that right now it's just like whatever flows flows and I just hope that we can all be continue to be flexible as the change is coming because the change is coming it's going to be how we respond to it we're gonna, we're going to have a new administration of new obstacles new hurdles and hopefully new opportunities so just trying to stay ready so I don't have to get ready
3: there go. a change is coming sounds like a negro spiritual <laughs>
2: Right, it probably is <laughs> right, and then stay ready so I don't have to get ready. Is a mixtape, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: that's the new age Negro spirit.
2: Yep, oh, yeah. <laughs> sign
0: for this new generation. catch me on SoundCloud.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Look at you building that bridge from history to present! Listen. Wow, full circle, full circle. Something I think I talked about this earlier in terms of something. Well, but I'd say it's very similar to you, Ryan, and even you, Dar. Just just walking into the change of yourself and witnessing that and acknowledging that there is change, acknowledging that it's hard, but going like walking through it, moving through it, is a good feeling. Like not running away from it and just being like, "Yo, this is hard," and here we are, right? Like there's so it's so important to commend ourselves when we do that because very often. At least I know for me, I don't always realize the work that I'm doing. And it's like, oh, nah, like, this was hard, but you did, right? And it's okay that you feel this way. So very grateful for that on just like an emotional level. Um, and then in terms of hopes, changes, especially as it relates to the public health issues, I would just love, love to see systemic change. And I would love... That's. I'm not even going to go further on that because I'm going to spend more, more time talking about what systemic change could look like. But more specifically, I think that first, anyone in a public health sp- space or field, especially those of us who are working on the back end of fixing things and being support for communities, people need to get paid more. I think public health, just the field and professionals are some of the most underpaid people that do amazing work. And just as we're interested in paying so much money for innovations in hospitals and science we COVID has made us realize that prevention and really creating a system, like a good system is what matters because you can have all this new technology but if your people ain't good if they're not healthy if they're not feeling right none of it matters so I hope that that is what we think about whenever we design or touch anything or write any policy that that is in the hearts um, of, of all of us
1: listen, speak it into existence. For me, this is Brie. I am thinking, so for me, I think one positive thing for this year that I'll I'll just touch on is like feeling like I found my voice. Like, um, I think I've talked about this in earlier episodes, but um, everybody knows I don't like to do public speaking. It's just not my thing. I like one-on-one. I like writing, Um, but just like speaking to large audiences really just is always I don't know, not been something I'm comfortable with. Um, But this podcast has definitely made me feel a lot better about that, along with like doing a lot of Zoom work, where um, you could be having a really large audience, but it feels like you're talking to yourself. So like you kind of feel comfortable um, speaking to large groups of people. And it can be something that you continue to like build skills in and just like sharing your thoughts. And so that is something that has been true for me this year. I'm much more comfortable than I started the year with like giving talks on different, um, topics that I'm that I'm passionate about and using my voice really to advocate for communities of um, folks that I really care about and the issues that I care about. And so that's something I've been struggling to find just because I know how important it is to do um, advocacy work in this line of work for public health and then also as a physician. And so I've gotten to the point where I really do understand that the stuff I want to advocate, not the stuff, but like the issues I wanna advocate for are bigger than me. And so it's not just about like me being nervous or shy and not being that type of person, like digging deep, finding that Beyonce deep within, and let her shine.
2: So <laughs>
1: that is my positive.
2: You would end the year with Beyonce. Our last episode, exactly. they they Beyonce. had to hear that.
1: Yeah, Beyonce, <laughs> Sasha Fierce, um, uh. with a little bit of Meg thrown into because. My goals for the next year to get like some magnes, knees, like just a little bit more strength in them. I'm gonna do some squats. So, Go- Google
2: hey, y'all if y'all don't know what Bree's talking about. Meg mag- the stallion.
1: Yeah. Meg the stallion got knees of a stallion, like a st- strong knees. Them knees are generational too. Um, <laughs> and then for me, for the hopes for 2021, I echo Fatima. Like, I definitely want to see change for. Um, what we see in public health and the attention that is on public health. And I think with this new administration, we hopefully will, um, we'll see some changes at that federal level that will hopefully spurn some stuff that will happen at the state. And then also um, community level too, maybe not 2021, but to at least get us into that right direction. Um, And then other things, I think y'all talked about personal things you I want to see too for yourselves yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited to have a um, God baby born at the end of this year in December, Wesley Winter, um, really cute. And I'm really excited to get to know him and spend more time with my family um, and my friends, because all of us are reaching this point in our lives, this next next decade, <laughs> where we're kind of in this season of change um, and moving into another uh we're all kind of moving into this next phase of our lives this next decade in the 30s and so i'm excited to get to know this next um, decade and what this this next couple of years will bring for me professionally and personally so that's what i'm looking forward to
2: all right so we reflected a lot on ourselves i think it's probably a good time to switch to reflecting on podcasts and sharing some updates y'all which i think
0: Something I'm really looking forward to in terms of the podcast is continuing to connect with our community and getting to know you all more intimately um, and learning more about you, where you are on your journey, whether it's public health or another discipline, um, and also expanding kind of like the speakers that we'll have on the show. Cause you know, public health can be, and is everything. So I'm looking forward to that.
3: Yeah. I'm definitely also looking forward to building our audience and even like you know having other guests from other podcasts that would be awesome so i'm excited to see what we plan we have some ideas cooking so stay tuned
2: yes 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 and it it was definitely some hard moments but we got through this is our first time ever doing something like this Um, so we're excited to bring in more topics different topics and to engage with you all through social media uh special special shout out to ryan who's been if y'all like the pictures the colors the new logo on the ig okay that's from her she she okay i'm trying to rhyme here it's probably not working uh (laughs) but excited to do that and we really really want to express our gratitude yo, to everyone who's been following us checking in on us supporting us, feeling okay to come on our show, especially our guest speakers this year. We are so grateful for each of you. Hopefully y'all are listening to this episode because your knowledge, your practice, your wisdom um, really, you know, allow different people in our personal lives and in your lives to, to hear a way to talk about public health that's not so often talked about. So thank you so much for your time.
3: Oh, yes. I wanted to say thank you, too. Every time I get a comment or somebody reaches out to me and say, oh, like, I didn't know you ha- you were in a podcast. Like, it definitely makes my heart blossom. So I appreciate everyone for continuing to support us and continuing to listen. It means a lot to us. And let us know what you like and continue to stay tuned.
1: I think back to just, like, the growth from that first episode with the feedback on the microphones. <laughs> to, like, this one, hopefully the sound is better. <laughs>
3: Yeah,
0: looking forward to more growth, more life, as Drake would say. Awesome, y'all. So, thank you for everyone for tuning in. Um, Be sure to continue to follow us um, and subscribe and rate and review the podcast if you love what you heard this this year. And we look forward to uh, continuing to build. To stay connected, follow us on Twitter, Uh, Instagram, and Facebook.
3: Until next time, take it easy and keep bringing the things that matter the most to you. Blackout. Blackout.
2: (laughs) Blackout.